Hello, and welcome to A Reader's Book Corner. I'm your host, Teresa Beasley, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with suspense, romantic suspense author Natasha D. Frazier. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing okay. Welcome, welcome. So I always like to ask every author to share a little bit about their self and their um, journey to publishing just in case um, listeners haven't read or um, heard of your books. So I've been writing since 2012. And my first book was a 30-day a devotional and journal that encourages readers to seek what it is that God is leading them to do and to do it. Um, and it was probably more so, I guess, a little bit of um, what I was going through when getting ready to write, because at that point, um, I had some doubts and not really sure about how to get started, but I had to realize that everything that I needed was already planted within me. And so that's how that book came about. And since then, I've published a combination of devotionals, um, inspirational romance, and most recently, uh, my romantic suspense series, The Langston Sisters. Oh, okay. So, um, is that what drew you to writing romance? No, I've always loved romance. When I, I first started reading romance in high school, actually, because my mom would buy, I don't know if you remember, those um, those arabesque romance novels. Yeah. So she would buy them. Yeah, but she wouldn't read them. And they just kind of be lying around the house. And one day, I think I may have been like 15, uh, and I asked her if I could read one. And she said, okay, and... And that was that. I've been in love with romance ever since then. Wow, wow. So now, um, do you do you mainly write contemporary romance or like inspirational romance, or do you write a variety yes. of the subgenres? So most of my books are inspirational romance, and they're they're all contemporary. And you I just... would say maybe my Love Lies and Consequences series, um, for sure, book three may not typically be described as romance because it's not necessarily the the typical happily ever after that we like to see mm -hmm. in romance. So that one is probably more so women's fiction, but the rest of my fiction is inspirational romance. romance. Okay. So now I read your romantic suspense, the reunion, the Langston series mm -hmm. series. Um, and after reading it, I was like, okay, this, <laughs> I got to keep going with this series. So I had to bring <laughs> up this particular book. So now, um, I'm assuming that it's going to be a series. It's not just a standalone. That is correct. So the book two, The Wrong Seat, is out now. And okay. I am finishing up writing my, my first draft of the third book in the series, which is tentatively called The Missing Link which is Layla's story, the, the youngest sister. So okay. um, later this year, her story will be out and the okay. series will be complete. Okay, so now I got to get the wrong seat. <laughs> After reading Crystal's part. <laughs> <laughs> so now in, this, in, in the reunion, there was um, a family business element to the book. So how important was that to include that in this particular book? You know, that was... It was important because we needed to show um, how Crystal 
had evolved and sort of bounced back after her disaster of a marriage to mm -hmm. Dante. And so it was important to show that she had moved on and not only had she moved on, but she was doing well despite everything that happened and doing well with uh, within her family business because that was the original plan for her and her sisters when they graduated college to go and get an education and to come mm -hmm. back and run the family business. Oh, okay. I always love books where there's a family mm -hmm. business involved. Um, so let's talk about the setting. You made um, the choice to make it like a reunion um, as the basis of the story. Um, how did that come about? It's funny. Okay, so when I was working on, on this storyline, the plot, and I, I had a different idea that just wasn't working. And so I was sitting in bed one night and I received this um, notification from Facebook. Mm -hmm. And it was from my high school class reunion group. And they were talking about plans for the 20th. Was it the 20th? I don't know. Maybe. I think the 20th. Um, college, <laughs> not college. High school class reunion. And so I started thinking like, oh, you know, what if I did that to this character, you know, uh, send her back to her reunion. And then like, what if something crazy happened? So I'm, start, I'm thinking, what is the craziest thing, you know, that could happen? while you know she's there and so that's so, sort of how the story um evolved although with her the reunion is her college reunion instead of mm -hmm. high school as mine was yes i think that was a good setting i really like that which is another reason why i picked up the book because i was like okay something's gonna go down at this reunion and i wonder what it's gonna be <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and stuff Crazy did go things down. <laughs> things did go down. <laughs> so let's talk about your characters. Um, Crystal, Dante, and Marcel. They're like mainly the main characters that I picked up on in the book. So can you share a little bit about these characters? Okay, so of course Dante is the he's the pro football player who's used to all the attention. Um, he married Crystal shortly after they graduated from college because Crystal, Marcel, and Dante all went to college together. Mm -hmm. um, and even during that time, back up a little bit, Marcel has known Crystal since childhood. So he's always had this little crush on her that didn't quite go anywhere. And so in college, I think as he got closer to maybe finally saying something, she meets Dante and, of course, falls in love with him. And Marcel gets pushed to the back burner. Right. And so she goes off. She marries Dante. He abuses her. But then when she comes back home after her divorce and know the world knows what happened because, you know, he's a pro football player. Right. And. Marcel sees this as his opportunity now. You know, she is no longer married to Dante. You know, even in spite of everything that happened, two of them are still friends. Right. And so he's as his opportunity to, you know, make his move. But then everything happens at, at the reunion. And not only that, he is a successful lawyer who is now running for district attorney. And so being a friend to her, you know, in a sense, he could have possibly jeopardized his own career because of what was happening um, in her life because of Dante, Dante's death. 
And that's what I thought. I was like, Marcel is getting involved with this whole situation. And I don't think that's good for his career, especially after everything that happened at, you know, the actual class reunion. And I mean, I understand why he kind of stepped in and helped her. But I was like, this is going to mess up your stuff. What are you doing? Yeah, leave I mean, her alone. Leave her alone. <laughs> she got some mess in her life. <laughs> I'm like, she got herself in this predicament, don't she? <laughs> and it's the but way love makes you do crazy things. Yes, it does. But I love the way you set it up when she goes into that room and Dante follows her. And the next thing you know, when mm -hmm. she leaves out, they find out that something's happened to him. I was like, uh oh, everybody's gonna think. It was Crystal. Uh, yeah. Because that's the you way know, it was camera phones, everybody saw her going in there, right? So right, I'm like everybody at yeah. the reunion saw her walk in this room and saw him going after her. I said, This is not gonna be good. They are all gonna think that she really did this. But I mm -hmm. love the way you set that up. I was like, Oh, this is perfect. <laughs> so now what is your kind of your favorite tropes when you're writing within your romance books? What are the your favorite tropes that you normally including your books second chance romances always uh, well, i'm not gonna say always but the vast majority of my books are second chance romances and i love those because in the beginning as a new writer when i first started i would do second chance romances because for me it was easier to put the characters together and have them falling in love and getting married or confessing love by the end mm -hmm. um, but more so now i do it because i really love the idea of people getting a second chance because we don't always get it right the first time right right uh, and in real life, you har even if you don't get it right the first time, you hardly ever get a second chance to get it right. And so, and that's one thing I love about writing these second chance romances is giving people, you know, another chance because God gives us chance after chance. Oh, every right? day. <laughs> right. Yeah. He gives us chances every day. Mm -hmm. We, a lot of us have had way too many yeah <laughs> you know when you think about it is because you know a lot of times when these relationships end and especially if a lot of time has passed you don't necessarily know how you'll respond if you see that person again or you get the opportunity um and more times than not i think that these characters wanted to have another chance and now that you you get it what are you going to do with it and how are you going to respond so i Spine really love it. that mm-hmm yeah. Um, another trope is um the frenemy trope where they're mm -hmm. like enemies and then they become friends and they might be fall in love. I like those two where they just can't stand each other at first and then something happens where they have to work together, which then mm -hmm. eventually brings them together. And I that like kind of happens in um the second book in my McCall family series with every step, we have a little bit of that in that book too. So, and I think that's one of the reasons why I like that story so much is because that was the first time I think I've tackled uh, the sort of enemies to friends trope. Type trope. Okay. So now you told us that there's the second book in the sisters um, series, the Langston sisters series, the wrong seat. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about that book? Of course. Okay. So the wrong seat is, is about Ava. Ava is the middle sister. And so for Ava, we 
kind of play with the idea of her having this whole um, middle child syndrome, even at almost 40, you know, she's feeling sort of um, overlooked, like her older sister gets attention because she's the oldest and the younger sister gets attention because she, of course, is the youngest, but she's sort of stuck in the middle. And so she's finding herself trying to figure out her place within her family structure and within her, the family's business, right? Mm -hmm. And so after the events of book one take place, the stock in their company doesn't um, bounce back as they had hoped. And so now she is taking it upon herself to try to help restore her company back to where they need to be. And somebody doesn't like what she's doing and she gets poisoned. Uh-oh. And so we, yeah, and so the dad hires um, a private security firm, which is the Four Kings, and her love interest and bodyguard is Zach Kingsland. And so let me tell you, I love that story. Oh, that is a favorite. So you got to read that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, I can't wait to so read that Even one. another series has involved, evolved out of that because we're going to write. I'm saying we, but I'm the writer. <laughs> I want to write the story um, about the four kings. So the four kings are going to get their own series after this. Oh, so it's going to be like a spinoff of yeah. the sister series, The Kings. Oh, okay. That's going to be good. Now I can't wait to read The Wrong Seat. <laughs> yeah, you have to read it. Zach is... Oh, if I had to pick a character that I've created that I just absolutely love, uh -huh. it's him. Yes. Uh, Someone asked me that recently. Like, oh yeah, I would marry him if I wasn't married. <laughs> I hope your I hope your husband doesn't hear this. <laughs> Let's hope not. We're gonna tell him about that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna that'd be our secret. We're gonna tell him that you said that. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's gonna be a spin-off. Okay, so the wrong seat. I didn't realize that it was already out. So yeah, I'll have yeah, to get that order because now I wanna know. Now there is another sister, um, the younger sister. Layla. Layla. I liked mm -hmm. her in this first book. She's a little spicy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Her, I liked her character. She's like, she likes to go head on and just get it over with. She's, I liked mm -hmm. her. She had a lot of sass in the first book when Crystal mm -hmm. was going through everything. So I really liked her character too. Yep. And uh, you will see more of her in the room, see? Yeah. Okay. So she's, yeah. And then she's going to have, so she's going to be the third book in the series. Yeah. So she's right the one the that I'm writing now. Now. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. And I'm, and if I'm not mistaken, you said that you started off with um, nonfiction books. Right. Um, I started off book. with devotionals. Right. Okay. Alrighty. So can you tell us a little bit about your devotionals? Um, sure. So of course, I, as I mentioned, my very first book is The Life Your Spirit Craves and it's a 30 day devotional. Um, and I've also written a one-year devotional, which is Not Without You, 365 Days in the Lord's Presence. And so that's a daily devotional where every seventh day, um, there's not a devotional there, but it's um, what I like to call a day of reflection. So I give um, scriptures um, and a writing prompt to help you meditate on what the, the scripture is saying to you. Oh, okay. Um and I have a Bible study that I wrote actually back in 2020 called um, Pursuit, Exploring mm -hmm. God's Endless Quest for My Heart. And so within that, I think there are about eight or nine um, people from the Bible that I use. And we go through 
um, how God was pursuing them in, in their story that's reflected in the Bible so that we can see that, you know, no matter what it is that we're going through, ultimately, God is just drawing us back to him. Correct. And so we use those stories in in that book to demonstrate that. And there's also the Life Your Spirit Craves for Mummies. And so that's mm -hmm. a 52 week devotional that um, those devotionals are all based off of experiences that I've had with my own children and that um, it, it's funny, just like in the smallest things, I could be fussing at them. And then I'm instantly reminded, you know, of God's grace with me. It was right. like, oh, well, you do the exact same thing. You know, the whole parent-child relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, you know, you know, it's so convicted by it. But <laughs> I I love that story. And I, I wrote that um, devotional back in, I think, 2016. And there is a follow-up. It's called How Long Are You Going to Wait? So that's the follow-up to the very first book, The Life Your Spirit Craves, where, you know, I talked about we're encouraging people to seek what it is that God will have them do. Yeah. Um, And so. So how long are you going to wait? It's just my little pink book that um, little pink pocket book that we you can go through if you feeling like, you know, there are issues where we sometimes feel like we don't have time or the resources or we just don't know how to start. Mm -hmm. And so that's the book to kind of to pick up to kind of help you get started to get over that hump of waiting, because a lot of times we're waiting with the excuse that, um, oh, I'm praying about it. And it's great to pray about it, but there's also some action that you need to take right. most of the time. And so that's right. where how long are you going to wait comes in. And everything else is fiction. Because if you wait with the waiting, if you wait too long, you might miss the chance or you might miss the blessing that's there for you. So and you need to be yeah. prepared in your waiting. Right. So whatever it is that you're you're praying for, you just don't need to pray. You need to also be prepared. So when that um, prayer is answered, right, right, you, you'll be ready. Ready when so. it comes. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Oh, I didn't realize you had that many nonfiction books. <laughs> I thought it was just mm -hmm. the one. So you have a lot of books under your belt here. You have a lot yes, of fiction so yeah, and a lot of... 17 now. Wow, wow. Okay. And I... I'm late because I started with the reunion. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, you got to go back. <laughs> yeah, I got to go back. <laughs> I'm like real late. So like, do you have any other series besides the Langston um, sister series and the one that you're going to be spinning off from their series? Of course. So the um, the previous series before I wrote the Langston sisters is the McCall family series. And that's also a three book series and about the McCall brothers. Um, and so that series opens up with um, Nina. She's a young woman who she's a motivational speaker. She and Andrew, her love interest, dated back in college. So, so that's that second chance romance again. Right, right. And um, she is diagnosed with an incurable cancer. And so she figures, hey, if this is going to be the end for me, I need to let this man know that I've always loved him. And so never stop. And so she goes on this journey, um, which to get him to go on this trip with her out of the country. And they hadn't talked to each other in over 15 years. And oh, wow. even in asking him, 
she did not tell him about the disease. She's just kind of hoping that he'll go. Um, but her showing up in his life, of course, interrupts things because he's not sitting around waiting for her. Waiting right? for her, yeah. She is getting ready to be promoted to professor at Jackson State University, my alma mater. Oh, go JSP. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he, you know, he he tells her he can't just drop everything for her. So I just I love this story because I love his act of love for her. It is oh. an awesome story. I won a couple of awards for that story. So oh, wonderful. Check wonderful. out the series. Yes, yes. yes. I okay. Love it. Let's see. We have, uh, I have a Christmas series, The Perfect Time for Love. So that's two books in there, Kairos and Fate. Mm -hmm. And my very first series is The Life Your, not the, not the Life Your Spirit Craves. It is, <laughs> um, Love, Lies, and Consequences. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there are four books in that series. Like, damn, I got to go look back here oh and check. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> oh, they run together sometimes, but yeah. Yes, so, yes. Those are my books. Okay, so you said Love and Consequences? Love, Lies, and Consequences. consequences. Okay. That's a four-book series. Okay, now does that, is that one, is that particular series based on a family or... No, so that's not a family series. Okay. Um, it's just a series with the same characters. Same characters. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. But they are connected. Each book is connected. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And so even Kairos is a spinoff from Love, Lies, and Consequences because she is the best friend of the main character in that series. In that series. Okay. So do you write any um standalone besides like your nonfiction? I I have not actually. <laughs> um and I think it's I don't, I don't know. I like series because even when it doesn't matter what book I read or what the series is, there's always the question of what if, you know, and so that's how the series kind of keeps going. When I was in um college, I got Caught up in watching soap operas. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one thing that I love about soap operas. Actually, the one I used to watch all my children is, is off the air. But one thing I loved about it is that it just didn't end. It was like a never ending movie. Yes. You know, and so I, I really like that. And so I think that kind of spills over a little bit into my books because you, I want to kind of explore different characters and giving everybody their chance to shine, I guess. So like, for example, in book two in the McCall family series with every step, that's about the brother. Okay. And so, but the stories are still highly connected because in book one and Andrews, their dad wants him to run the family business. Well, he doesn't want to, but the brother wants to run it. However, the dad doesn't want him to do it. And so we explore Darius's feelings and his journey in in book two in that book series. Two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know those soap operas. Oh, all my children in General <laughs> Hospital. Yeah, oh, I used to love General Hospital. Oh, and now when I see like different shows and some of the characters from the soaps are in those shows, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I remember that person from General Hospital. I remember them from mm -hmm. All My Children. Yeah, growing up with the soaps. Oh. I miss those days. <laughs> I don't look at them as much now, but like back then, you know. Oh, I love oh, yeah, I stopped when mine ended back in, wow, I think it's been like 10 years now. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's been a while. Wow. Well, and I wonder if that is with a lot of romance writers, if they did at some point watch soap operas and got hooked on the romance element. Because those soap operas, they had romance, they had drama, they also had suspense, mm -hmm. and something was always happening to keep the story going. So I wonder mm -hmm. if a lot of a lot of authors, period, fiction writers, okay. if they got, you know, started with maybe sometimes looking at the soap operas. <laughs> So um now do you have any other new projects coming up besides your um the that third book in the series the re the reunion series? So that um will be released later this year. So the next books will be the uh, Four Kings series, but of course they won't be until next year. Next year, the one that's coming up it's tentatively called The Missing Link. Okay, but that's uh, Layla's story, and it'll be coming out later. Okay, winter. And so are you doing? You're going to do pre-orders for that that particular book? Of course, uh, okay. we're getting ready to start um, working on the cover now, and so once I get my cover and I'm happy with it, I'm going to post it for pre-order. So, can you tell listeners where to find you and your books? So, of course, the first place to find me is my website, NatashaFraser.com. Um, you can purchase autograph books from there, sign up for my newsletter. I mean, I also have a link that'll take you directly to my Amazon page if you prefer the ebooks. And of course, all of my books are available on Kindle and Kindle Unlimited. And the paperbacks can be found online anywhere books are sold. Okay. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram more than I have pages on TikTok. <laughs> And all of those, but I don't use them as much. It's pretty much just a spillover what right. I post on the, the other sites because I can't keep up. <laughs> I know it is a lot to keep up with. <laughs> and you said that um you do have uh signed copies available on your website. Absolutely. Okay, mm -hmm. so the wrong seat is on your website as well. Yes, NatashaFraser.com. Okay, I think I did see it on there. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I want to thank you for joining me today for a conversation about all your books. I'm very interested in learning a lot more about the other books that you've done because I was just focused on the reunion and didn't realize you have so many other fiction books going on. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the important you. thing is that you know now you will yes. inform. Yes. So I appreciate you stopping by and talking with me about all your your lovely books. Listeners, feel free to check out her website and her books on Amazon or either you can purchase them off her website. Um, and I want to thank you listeners for tuning in. You would like to suggest an indie author or book to be featured on the podcast. Feel free to email me at ArthurTABeasley at gmail.com. You can connect with A Reader's Book Corner on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at A Reader's BC. Until next time, happy reading. Mm -hmm.